Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this episode, I will be talking about all things film, and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge, want to know if that blockbuster is worth heading to the theater for, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic film or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, you are watching and or listening to right now, I am going to be reviewing the new film on Netflix, The Pale Blue Eye, that came out this year, just dropped on Netflix. This is written and directed by Scott Cooper, co-written by Lois Bayard. I believe this is based on a novel. You know, this is a detective story set in the 1830s. Overall, I enjoyed this movie. It's a movie that had it's it's a movie that has layers to it and the the bulk of this movie was an okay movie but there is a layer that is kind of exposed at the end of this film that recontextualizes a lot of things that made me love this movie a lot more but uh the very end of this movie I would say it is worth the watch if you're a fan of detective stories in general. This is a great a great movie. I would say overall great performances in this movie. Uh, like I said, it's set in the early 1800s, I believe around 1830s in the snowy East Coast. So the aesthetic of this film is very, you know, very uh, snowy, overcast, dark mysterious and then it's also a period piece so kind of an interesting you know time travel but also an interesting detective story in that period of time uh this is about a cadet who was found murdered at west point christian bale plays the detective who's like this grizzled detective who's been brought in to investigate this murder uh at west point and he enlists the help of a fellow cadet by the name of Edgar Allan Poe, the Edgar Allan Poe, the poet, the author. And in this movie, that is played by Harry Melling, which is a character, which is an actor, I should say, that, especially after this movie, I am a massive fan of, right? This is a guy that was in movies that you may have seen uh, and TV shows that you may have seen, The Devil All the Time. He plays kind of this, uh, you know, faith healer kind of a guy. He in Queen's Gambit, he's in that movie. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, he plays the, the person with no limbs who's taken around and reciting poetry. Amazing actor. While looking into seeing what else he's been in, because I've seen him pop up in a few things, he's got a very unique looking face. He has an amazing talent as an actor. But when looking, I was so surprised that when I'm looking at this guy's Henry Mel- Harry Melling's D- IMDb, looking at his IMDb and seeing Harry Potter movies, and I'm like, where was he in Harry Potter? So I look up 
his character name, and he was the overweight cousin, I think, of Harry Potter, like the annoying, spoiled person that Harry Potter had to live with when he wasn't at school, right? That guy lost a ton of weight and is in, like, so many things. And he t he's talked about, I guess, in an interview that it's – for a lot of actors, it's difficult to move past their childhood, especially if they start acting as a child. But for him, because he looks so completely different, it's as if he's able to he shed that aspect of his life and he's able to be an actor that people as an adult know him as looking like he does now. And even, I guess, when he went back to film one of the final movies of Harry Potter, he had already lost a bunch of weight. They were thinking about recasting him, but he put on a fat suit and was able to do it. But uh, he's an amazing actor. Like this movie, he's playing, it's basically the two main leads of this is him and Christian Bale. Which Christian Bale, obviously an amazing actor. I would say Christian Bale's performance in this, a little bit more subtle, a little bit more subdued, which makes sense for his character. But the standout, by far the standout performance in this is Harry Melling. But anyway, uh, so great cast, right? Both of those guys, great. I'm super excited to see what Harry Melling does in his career. Apparently, he does a lot of stage acting as well, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. He is great in everything I've seen him in. And he has such a very unique look to him, like very sunken in eyes, like very... You know, a lot of very dominant features on his face, like his bone structure stands out. Like, he is a guy who has a very unique look. Very suited, I would say, also to, he kind of does look like Edgar Allan Poe, uh, but also kind of suited to period pieces in some ways. Like, even in Devil All the Time, which I think takes place in the, I want to say the 20s. I, I don't know, but it's, you know, that one's a period piece as well, and I, I think he does well, but I, you know... Whatever he's in, I it would be an added benefit to whatever project he's working on. So, I've I you know surprised to see him and you know look into his like his resume of films and was blown away uh, to see that he's the the annoying kid from Harry Potter. Just amazing. Uh, and in some ways, I would say his performance in this film is a standout to even Christian Bale. Mostly, I would say, because Christian Bale's character, like I said, is more of a subdued performance because of it's what his character calls for. I think it's you know still a good performance from him, but it's, it's definitely the role of Edgar Allan Poe playing that character. He is such a vibrant character and so like expressive in so many ways and by far he is the highlight i would say of this movie which overall i did enjoy and edgar Allan poe is credited as being the the quote-unquote inventor of the detective genre of of storytelling uh and of course this movie and also the macabre and like he's a lot of the things that Edgar Allan Poe was known for is, are present in this story, which I also enjoy that. How it's, and I, I believe he was also a main aspect of the Wednesday TV show, where I think he had gone to that school, I believe, which would make sense for that, because that is a mystery as well. 
So I did a little research on Edgar Allan Poe. I'm actually looking to read some of his stuff. I mean, it, it definitely looking at his his life. He only lived to like 40 years old. At one point, he married his 13 year old cousin, which you know I guess is not a very good thing, but something that was very common back in those days and. In certain states, in certain red states, I think it's something that a lot of uh, a lot of certain politicians would love to bring back, sadly. But uh, yeah, a very interesting guy, obviously, as an artist, brings a very interesting flavor to this this story, which you know, I would say this isn't like a movie based on any actual events. I don't believe it is, even though Edgar Allan Poe did attend. West Point. Uh, I don't believe the events of this movie are necessarily based on anything, but it is interesting that they would, you know, use historical accounts to tell a story in a genre that was created by Edgar Allan Poe. I think that whole thing is very interesting. And it's an intriguing mystery. Uh, you know, I think there are aspects of this film that were definitely unnecessary at least it felt that way uh until the the end you know as many great detective stories there is the end of the detective story is very crucial where the detective wraps everything up and in this movie there is in many ways two detectives christian bale is a detective but also edgar Allan poe has a lot of passion for this detective work as well and is playing a detective himself in helping out Christian Bale. Obviously, Christian Bale's character, Augustus, Augustus, asked Edgar Allan Poe to help him in the investigation because he needed somebody on the inside and he needed a cadet to help him kind of, you know, infiltrate, get some information. But, you know, uh, you know, it's a movie that definitely, it's a movie also that kind of almost has two endings, right? There is an initial ending that I thought was the end and was very underwhelmed. But then there is the actual ending, which kind of made me completely change my opinion on all of the things that I felt were unnecessary in this film. I feel like once everything, the actual conclusion, the final moments of this film where all of the pieces are put together it, it justifies everything that felt almost unneeded or unnecessary throughout uh, the film. So kind of kind of interesting how while watching this, I enjoyed it, thought it was fun. And then what I thought was the end was like very kind of disappointing and kind of a not very there was no aha moment. And I was, you know, taking notes. I take notes on all the movies I watch and I'm like, man. Like, this is such an interesting movie, great performances, interesting mystery, aspects of this are very interesting, which I'll get into in spoilers, but then the end, or what I thought was the end, I was like, well, that's kind of shitty, which I'll get into that, I'll get into the details of all of those things, but I would say overall, and the final performances are by far worth the watch, even though this movie is only, you know, it's it's not horribly rated, but I think it's, you know, I, I'm sure there's people that didn't like the fact that the end is doing so much of the heavy lifting that there is kind of this feeling of two endings 
and the first ending is kind of unsatisfying and maybe that second ending doesn't do enough for some people to justify the the kind of that that's that first layer of this story and doesn't do enough to to implement which i could see that but i i, I don't know for me it worked for me it worked because i think the performances and everything uh make it make it all worthwhile but you know like i said layers basic story the overarching the the second layer of story which doesn't seem to exist or only exists in fragments until the end of the movie where everything is illuminated, I think it's worth it, right? So, you know, this movie, great movie, kind of comes together and is is worth the watch once you get to the end. Spoilers. I'm going to get to spoilers, right? So for those that don't want to be spoiled on this movie, if you're into detective movies uh you know i would say go watch it it's not like a knives out or a glass onion which is or like exciting fun rides from start to finish it's not like the the sherlock holmes movies that are kind of more like action movies it's not even really like the enola holmes movie which is even fun i think this movie does suffer a little bit from kind of having a saggy not the most satisfying like the 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 main layer the main bulk of this movie isn't as satisfying as that extra layer that we get at the end and i think you know doesn't make it horrible but i could see how some people may not like it but i don't know i really enjoyed it but I'm going to get into spoilers. So spoiler warning from here on out. I'm talking about this movie if you don't want to be spoiled. Obviously, this is your warning. But I did expect this story to be. So this is detective story going to investigate. This kid gets is found hung, had his heart cut out. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right, this is not bad for the environment, this is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases. Designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor Show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. I do love that this movie added in the there's some supernatural kind of not necessarily elements, it's like hinted at the the you know, you have multiple characters both Edgar Allan Poe and then that woman the the his kind of love interest towards the end both have the ability or think they have the ability to communicate with relatives that have passed away 
Uh, he's communicating with his mom that's no longer alive, and she's communicating with her grandfather that's no alive. I think that's interesting. The main thrust of that basic layer is that there is like these occult rituals that are happening that they find out, you know, the reason why the heart is removed, the reason why things are happening is to perform rituals in order to cure somebody. So in some ways, kind of like the TV show The Midnight Club, which I recently did an episode-by-episode episode recap of, but is now canceled. But there is an aspect of that story where these kids that have terminal diseases, one of them thinks that there's this ritual that could potentially heal them assumed that it had healed somebody in the past and this movie has similarities to that which i think maybe even on some level considering the reality we're living in after having gone through and in many ways still in a pandemic where there is a lot of people looking for cures outside of science to the extent where they don't even believe is in science i think maybe the fact that this has those kind of ritualistic superstitious supernatural elements may be a turnoff for some people i thought it was an interesting addition i was like Ooh, okay so it's not just because where i thought this movie was going to go because the cadet dealing with the military the bring this detective in and the head of the school wants to stay in in the loop with everything that's going on right we've seen other military type things where an event happens dealing with the military or at a school and it is almost intended to be covered up right they want to be kept in the loop because they want to be able to cover up anything that may make them look bad and that's what i thought this movie was going to be like, before the supernatural stuff came in, I thought this movie was going to be the guy who died was hung because he was gay, right? Or bisexual or just anything other than straight, right? We're dealing with uh, a time, place and time in the early 1800s and in an environment of young men who are preparing to fight and you know, preparing to learn the arts of war and somebody who might be in any kind of other spectrum of sexual preference other than a cis straight man, you know, I could see that being why they would be targeted and hung, right? Not even close to out of the question. So that's where I thought this was going, right? I was like, oh, I, I know where this is going. They're going to find out it was some you know, some hate crime and the school's going to try and cover it up and it's going to be, you know, and most of the time these stories are told kind of in modern day. So I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be Christian Bale and Edgar Allan Poe kind of trying to uncover the truth against the millet. Doesn't end up being that at all. All my assumptions were wrong the moment that they kind of uncover that it might be some ritualistic thing that there's, you know, he finds where their rituals are potentially taking place you know which i enjoyed that flavor it's like oh that makes it way more interesting than what i had assumed it was going to be right so i enjoyed that i enjoyed the fact that it was the occult nature of it added an interesting flavor i enjoyed the the aspect that both these two characters edgar Allan poe and the and the girl could 
assumably, you know, communicate with their dead relatives. Interesting. It's not really played up in any real way. Like, all of these things aren't, in this movie, aren't proving or saying that these supernatural things actually exist, right? They're not, this isn't a movie where ghosts and and uh seances work right it's not it doesn't actually have supernatural elements but definitely there are characters that believe in those supernatural things which also you know it's people today believe in supernatural things you know i would say most people who believe in religion religion is very much a big part of the supernatural belief system just a different version a different flavor it's one of the many 31 flavors of supernatural beliefs one could uh be indoctrinated into or believe in so i enjoyed all that right i thought that at least made it interesting and when the basic layer the conclusion the reveal right you find out okay they finally find out that it's like this girl is sick and they think that performing the ritual, very similar to the Midnight Club, performing this ritual will magically cure her, right? And that's what her grandfather was into and that she communicates with her grandpa who is helping give her these answers. So it's kind of interesting how similarly this is uh, to the overall plot of, in some ways, to uh, the Midnight Club. And... You know, finding out that it is these the the children of the guy who has the equipment, right? It is the doctor, the guy who performed the autopsy, who has the equipment that they would need to remove the heart. It was kind of a little underwhelming. It was like, okay, I guess it's that. And then they get found out, you know, she's trying to do this ritual using... Edgar Allan Poe as the final piece, the final sacrifice that is needed, right? All these other elements have been acquired and put in place. You find out it's not only the girl who's doing these seances, it's her brother who's helping her out, and also her mom who is helping her out. And it's like, man, kind of underwhelming to find out it's them. Makes sense, whatever. It just feels easy. And then it's like this fire happens, and after the fire, when they're like, okay, thank you for coming to investigate. I guess this is it. You know, the kids died in the fire. So it's like, we're not going to punish her for what she, the mom for what she did. I think she's gone through enough. The doctor decided to resign on his own. So it's like this end where they, the kids die in the fire. They get out. No punishments whatsoever for the parents who were involved. And they just say goodbye to Christian Bale's character, to Augustus. And I was thinking that was the end. I was like, what is this? This is the most unsatisfying end. And then I'm thinking about the movie. I'm like, what is the point of those scenes with Christian Bale and the bartender where he's like telling her about the case that he's working on? What is the the necessary the why is why was it necessary for them to go into like his wife dying go into uh like vaguely talking about his daughter like 
that's un what happened to his daughter. Like it just felt like there were a lot of aspects of this movie that were unnecessary, unneeded, and that the ending was just like kind of bland because there was no aha moment. Right? So that first ending of the first layer of this story was like a bummer. I was like, man, this sucks. Right? Especially considering you have such good actors playing. Not only Christian Bale, but especially after this movie, seeing Harry Melling's performance is like, okay, this is like, there should have been, like, there's nothing. He, like, is recovering in a hospital. Edgar Allan Poe's covering on hospitals. Like, what is going on? And then you see the actual ending you see christian bale going back to his cabin his house whatever and you see edgar Allan poe go to visit him after recovering in the hospital right he had been bled out so he had to recover right and there's this scene between them and this last scene between christian bale and and Harry Melling, right, between Augustus and Edgar Allan Poe. Well worth the price of admission, a.k.a. clicking play on Netflix, right? Amazing. This last scene, so worth everything. It is great, amazing acting. It's a great scene. It has that aha moment. It explains everything. It makes the bartender stuff meaningful. It clarifies everything that happened with his daughter. It, it and it it explains and it gives recontextualizes Augustus's involvement in general. Like it changes everything, and it's so good because <laughs> I was not happy at that first ending or what I thought was the ending, right? It's, you know, the bartender is necessary because she tells Edgar Allan Poe kind of some, some crucial information. And then you see him kind of while in the hospital realizing that Augustus had different motives for what he was doing and why he was there. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show and it shows how edgar Allan poe was kind of the real detective all along right we find out that christian bale's character augustus 
you know, definitely a detective, but using his position as a detective in order to cover up what he did. But also we see how what he did is in some ways justified. Kind of. You know, it's vigilante justice, what he did. And this is even more of a spoiler. Spoiler, spoil, double spoilers. But when you find out what happened to his daughter, that she was raped by cadets, and that Augustus went to go being brought in to solve this case that he had started. He's in many ways investigating himself because he went to go get revenge on the people that raped his daughter, the the dudes that raped his daughter that were cadets at this at West Point, right? One of them shows up dead and coincidentally, which is also maybe an issue people might have. I didn't really mind it. Coincidentally, there is this family with a sick daughter and she's trying to do this ritual that requires certain things, but they are unwilling to kill themselves to acquire those things. So when they found out that there was a dead body from this kid being hung by Augustus, because Augustus found out that that kid was one of the rapists, they removed his heart because they needed the I forget the uh, the exact context they needed the heart right they needed a heart from somebody who was killed or something I don't know you know it's uh, you know the pieces of the puzzle that they needed to perform this ritual or whatever so that is kind of a coincidental thing and because of that coincidental thing in them removing the heart allowed August Augustus to investigate who did the remove the heart instead of obviously trying to investigate the person that killed him because he knows he was the one that killed him so recontextualizes everything why he was there and then when they're investigating the body knowing that there was blunt force trauma to the back of the head kind of knowing some of the details of stuff And this ending is definitely doing a lot of heavy lifting, but I thought it was so well done. You know, the performance from Christian Bale is subtle, but he's like somebody who's like just defeated and willing to accept whatever happens to him. Like he's lost everything, right? His wife left, never really find out what happened to her, but she left daughter raped and then killed herself right which that scene the fact that she's kind of happy about it like she's excited like it's going to fix things when she throws herself off of that cliff maybe not the best vibe to have i mean that felt i mean i guess i could understand somebody who's like mentally not well she's clearly traumatized from the event hysterically praying constantly and then, you know, who knows, had a vision that that's that was what she could do to fix things or whatever. So tragic to see what happened to her. 
but also recontextualizes like, okay, so that's, and he went there, killed the one guy and then found while there found another guy, killed him, but made it look like it was the ritualistic people that he still hadn't caught yet. And meanwhile, like the, one of the main reasons Edgar Allan Poe went was to get the remaining pieces to understand why this guy did it. Like, he knew enough from what the woman said. He matched the handwriting from the letter that was stuck in that dude's hand that died, the initial first guy that died. He was able to match that note with the note that he received from Augustus uh, telling him to meet somewhere again. So that's how, you know, how he tied those things together. It's like, why would he have a note that is written in the same handwriting as you? Right, Putting it together but didn't know all the answers and wanted to hear his side of the story. And in hearing his side of the story, knowing that he's guilty of these crimes, and in many ways verifying that, I mean, you have to go on faith that Christian Bale actually did get confessions from those people, but it seems like Christian Bale found the right dudes, right? Augustus found the right dudes who were responsible, and Poe could see despite it being vigilante justice that there was the peace that he wanted he got the the justice that he wanted right the people that destroyed his daughter he then executed them right and the the moment where poe literally has augustus's life in his hands he's got the the evidence needed to tie him to everything and Augustus is just like, you can do whatever you want, right? Like, I my life is destroyed in many ways. The, I have nothing left if this is what you choose. Because there is a lot of respect. There is this father-son kind of a bond that they have. Which even at that final moment, there's this, time, this thing that Augustus says that he wished his daughter had run into Edgar Allan Poe that night instead of the other guy's. Because then maybe she would still be alive. Maybe they would have been the ones that fell in love instead of Edgar falling in love with this sick girl that was performing these rituals. And now he ha is loose because she died. So now he has a loss of this love. Like it is, it is so much like a, if we could go back and change time, like they could have been a happy family because there was obviously this respect between Edgar Allan Poe and this detective. Poe loves, you know, art and literature and detectives, and they had a clear bond, and it would have made everything work. Like, it would have been the perfect fairy tale story that would have negated any of these events from happening. And it's such a powerful moment, and you see Poe about to break down emotionally but then sucks it back up and and composes himself you know and 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 leaving it at that because it's like you know it it doesn't do any good to think about oh should have could have it would have been great sure it could have been would have been great sure and also i love that he burns the evidence right it makes sense he's like there's no this guy 
didn't kill people for no reason. He's getting revenge. Like, there's justification there or whatever. I, I, I loved the final scene. There's so much that happens in that final scene. Such a powerful scene. Showing him mercy. Seeing their bond. Seeing the beautiful acting by Harry Melling. And having that aha moment. Having that moment where all of the pieces, both layers of this story, being completed and filled in and felt satisfying. I absolutely loved it. Right? Seeing the pain that both of them had. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a performance from Harry Melling that it, it highlights his abilities as an actor. It shows his, you know, just amazing ability. He is by far the highlight of this movie. And I think Christian Bale, I, you know, well known as an actor, I think does a good job at just allowing him to shine and not necessarily trying to put out that same level of energy because the character wouldn't, it makes sense for his character to be like damaged and subdued and just kind of okay with whatever happens to him and i i don't know i really enjoyed the end of this movie it definitely made up for what i thought was the ending it definitely made the entire movie far much better you know uh and and melling definitely the most vibrant part of this this movie showing his range just uh, just amazing stuff amazing stuff um so in all, I, you know, it's a gr solid detective mystery. The end completely justifies it. Like a hint, a nice little susson of supernatural, kind of not overly supernatural, but definitely, you know, people believing in supernatural things. Obviously, the, the ceremony, the occult, the ritual type stuff. Uh, I think the very end of this film is more than, you know, worth the watch, you know. I would have liked a little bit more consistency of the energy, you know, like a consistency like a Knives Out or a Glass Onion where throughout the whole ride you are excited to learn more things instead of all of it being at the end, the massively heavy lifting that the end of this film does. Despite it being good, it would have been fun to have a little bit more momentum throughout the movie, a little bit more consistency throughout the movie, definitely. Definitely a standout performance from Harry, Harry Melling. Uh, definitely super excited to see what he does with his career as he grows. Um, and this movie does, out of the detective mystery crime movies, it has a different energy. It is doing a different thing, which I did kind of enjoy that as well. Uh, but the, the ending, by far, is the, the highlight, the, the, uh, the cherry on top, I would say, the more than does its job i would say uh but yeah i would say check it out the pale blue eye for sure uh thank you for watching and tuning in to the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the pale blue eye don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday for more movie and tv show reviews 
and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast application platform or over on YouTube where you can watch these episodes. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.